0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bits, Bytes, and Solutions, the podcast exploring the latest developments in technology. I'm your host, Julia Concolino. Hi, everyone. I am joined today by Jared Nisley, a founder and managing principal of Thizen and Technology. His background includes consulting, program management, software development, and system administration, and he is currently pursuing his doctorate of business administration. Jared, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Julia. appreciate you having me on.
0: Absolutely. So today, Jared and I are going to be discussing deepfakes and voice theft. Right now, these are really emerging in, um, in different environments for people to fall susceptible to. Um, they will target vulnerable populations, and it results in people being scammed out of money most of the time. So Jared, um, would you be able to tell me a little bit about what deep fakes are and how they're created? And can you try to explain the technology behind them?
1: Absolutely. No, that's a great question. Um, I know this is something that's on the, the public's mind, especially those who, if, if your videos or audio recordings are out there in the wild, so to speak, this is something that you should be aware of. And and honestly, thinking about it, you should probably be a little bit concerned about it and thinking through <laughs> ways you can you can protect yourself against it. Um, mm-hmm. deep, deep fakes are, it's called synthetic media, or you could think of it as really fake media that Uses artificial intelligence to create um, the appearance of a voice or, or video of another person, really without their consent or or involvement. So through using computer systems, you can um, create fake media of another person. You can impersonate a video of them or even their voice, and um, it's it's using it's using AI and. Uh, these, these large data sets and, and models that, you know, historically used to take hours or days to create, but now it can be done in minutes. So the, the cost of creating these deep fake videos is really, um, it's coming down and just bad actors have more and more access, access to it, unfortunately.
0: Wow, yeah, and and it sounds like it's becoming you know much more popular nowadays as AI just continues to grow, um, especially across different platforms. Do you happen to um you know have any examples or any ideas of you know celebrity deepfakes that have occurred previously?
1: Absolutely, it's becoming very very popular. I mean, if you just do a if you just do a Google no- news search on the name of a celebrity with the word deepfake. Um, there's probably not a celebrity who who hasn't been misrepresented mm. with with fake audio or or fake media. Um, and this is being done for a variety of reasons. It could be to um, to embarrass the person or maybe it's being done for for comedic purposes. Mm-hmm. At least the, the comedians think it's funny. <laughs> the, person, <laughs> the person who's being falsified or vilified, you know, doesn't doesn't think so. but um, Yeah, it's because it's incredibly common. And you need to be careful when you're watching videos um, on celebrities or politicians. Um, If it seems a bit outrageous or a bit out of the ordinary for their character, it it, it probably Probably is. is. is So don't believe everything you see or watch.
0: Yeah, that's uh that's the name of the game right now, especially when you're just scrolling on social media. We we consume so much information uh second to second. You know, it's so easy to just continue to scroll that some people they they process the information but don't necessarily take a second to actually digest it and make sure it's real before before their brain processes it as the truth. So, I think that's a really good point. It's, now, you know, people like you and myself where obviously there are recordings of us online with this podcast and on YouTube, do we have reason to be concerned? Um, and, you know, kind of what measures should people take if they are concerned about, you know, their image or, or voice being used? Is there anything they can do?
1: I don't know if there's too much you can do, to, to be frank. Yeah. If you're like like our video um our videos for our business are are published online. You know, you can download them and you can ingest them into these, um, you know these these various technology platforms uh, to, I suppose, use them for malicious purposes if you really want. Um, there's always the option of, you know, going completely in the dark, so to speak. You could. <laughs> That's you hard could, nowadays.
0: You could
1: you could buy some land in North Dakota, I guess, and create a bunker and never. Uh, Never put yourself out there on social media and the like, but um, I think the best thing we can do to protect ourselves, you know, it's it's possible, right? Right now we're creating an audio video, uh, an audio file that's going to be reshared and that that could be misused. So with family, friends, employees, the best way to protect yourself, I mean, you can't really prevent it. But you mm-hmm. can educate yourselves. You can you can have conversations with others, such such as what we're doing now. Um, you can share with colleagues and family and friends. Um, you can have discussions about this technology, and you know try to develop your own kind of uh, you know litmus test for what is valid or not. Um, I know Julia, you and I were recently talking about how some families have developed safe words that yes, they use with yeah. each other. So you know if if you get an inbound phone call from somebody and you pick it up and it it sounds like a a son or a daughter or a, a parent and they're in distress and um if you've come up with a way with those who are close to you to you know establish some keyword or some way to verify whether it's safe or not um that could be a that could be a preventative measure in, in a sense so that you're yeah, not taken yeah. advantage of from these um from these types of kind of unique cyber attacks in and in, and in some in some sense
0: right yeah cuz you know there there's obviously the the public figure situations where they are just creating you know videos or you know audio files of them saying something um to obviously Either spread propaganda or get a reaction, but then there's the personal way where scammers might try to uh, use uh, the, the voice of a loved one to exploit money from you or extort you. So, um, you know, it's it's interesting to see the, the two different types that, you know, I think are most common right now. But but you're absolutely right. I think having a safe word or something established with close friends, family, coworkers, even is important. You know, if I if I got a call from our CEO um, and it said his phone number because maybe they you know uh, created kind of a, a fake phone number to make it look like his. I, you know, wouldn't think twice, but maybe that's something I should think twice about, um, you know, and maybe having something like that established. If he's asking me to deposit $5,000 into an account or something like that.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a lot of these um, attacks, if you will, are they're using social engineering. So it's it's going to be a voice recording that kind of puts you back on your uh, on your hind legs, so to speak. Uh, it's It's going to be something intense um it's going to be something distressing and um when that happens you need to you know take a take a deep breath and try to recognize you know is this real and um you know there'd be nothing wrong if uh if you receive a phone call from me that's demanding you know money be transferred (laughs) um you know, there's nothing wrong of just ending the call really abruptly. Just just hang up and call the person back directly at a number mm-hmm. that that yes. you're used to using to communicate with uh, with a colleague or friend or loved one. Um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with calling them right back and saying, hey, this weird thing just happened. Was that really you? Because um, there are these examples um, and they're easy to find them online of. You uh, you know, a company employee getting an urgent call from a, a company owner asking for a, you know, a wire transfer to a core or, um, you know, a, a politician who's, who's tricked into having a, a conversation with someone who, you know, sounds like a fellow politician or, or country president and it's it's really a it's they're really being scammed or joked so mm-hmm, yeah. you know if it's if it's an unexpected call or um or email or something you see online there there's nothing wrong with taking a step back and saying you know this this may not be what i think it is and then you know trying to utilize a safe word or you know, placing a phone call directly to that person to kind of validate what you
0: just heard that makes sense definitely um, so I know you you obviously talked about the Ukrainian president as an example. Are there any other examples of um deep fakes that have circulated online to your knowledge that um you know might surprise people?
1: Uh there's been a number of them. Uh one example uh and this is like I said before you could you could go on to to Google and you could you could look this up on your own there was a there was a recent example with mark zuckerberg so the the you know the ceo of facebook um there was this deep fake video that was made of him like boasting of his power and control over people's data and uh, the whole thing was a was a prank but but you know people see that and they they kind of assume it's real because they're Mm -hmm. seeing it online or maybe they're viewing it through a a channel that they're used to engaging with, so they don't they don't really stop to think maybe they don't this didn't happen. It. Yeah. yeah, There's um there was a video of uh, former president uh, Barack Obama insulting Donald Trump, which you know wasn't isn't really his typical character. So people people were resharing it and really intrigued or shocked that he, he would say these things. And it was a it was a deep fake video um so it's it's not hard to do i mean some of these with the ai technologies that are evolving and becoming more widely available and with computers becoming less expensive and uh, more powerful it's it's not hard to do anymore and so you're going to continue to see more and more deep fakes um and those individuals sharing them they're doing it because they want Those videos to go viral, they're Mm -hmm. looking for, they're looking for attention, or um, even just trying to be obnoxious and trying to get a kick out of it. So, you know, if if it seems out of the out of the ordinary, uh, just have a second look at it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Now, do you happen to have any statistics of, you know, are the numbers of deep fakes out there increasing pretty exponentially, or any statistics to kind of show? you know how concerning and big of a problem this is becoming
1: yeah no they are they are increasing exponentially uh year over year um sometimes by by a hundred percent so um there was a recent statistic um that just in the in the last um well in the last two years they're seeing a over 100% increase in deepfakes by sometimes 14,000, 15,000 videos um, on an annual basis. And that's that's just going to keep going up exponentially because those numbers are, are a couple of years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as we stand today, it is just in the last even six months, the technology that's available to create deepfakes is just so easy to access. And you don't even have to be really that technical anymore to use these point and click tools
0: yeah yeah which you know obviously it when it can be used for fun and not something damaging that's that's awesome that it's so accessible because you know for me who works in a field in technology it's really interesting to to be able to use some of these tools but you know when when it's also used not for good uh it's a little bit concerning and you know makes me weary of using those kinds of things
1: yeah yeah you should be
0: So, so I know we've talked mostly about video deepfake. Are you able to talk about voice theft scams, how they work, and you know how people are using them um, in a criminal sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, when it comes to voice theft scans, um, you know they're being used to kind of aid aid in that social engineering of. Um, you know, taking advantage of other people in ways that just a, a, as human beings, we really we do really want to connect with others. We we want to be helpful. So when we receive a, a voice call from somebody else that we think is a real person, um, that the natural human empathy just kicks in. And, um, you know, we're not necessarily thinking that we're being scammed out of money or out of our time um, or out of out of private information so the scams are occurring really through often through platforms that we're used to engaging in for for casual and fun purposes so um you know social media companies in in particular and tech companies uh, they're playing a real key role unfortunately in the dissemination of of these types of scams Um, and you just have to be mindful that it's it's probably unrealistic to expect you know the facebook's and the tiktok's out there to be able to do that much about it so mm-hmm. the the whole point of these platforms is to allow the public to share information and that information right, right. is going to be photos and videos and audio recordings um and there are technologies that they're trying to implement to identify deepfakes, but um, deep deepfakes are evolving as well. And you know, at the end of the day, it's it is just a video file or an audio recording. Um, so these platforms they can they can try to enact you know policies and guidelines for flagging deepfake technologies, but Um, I think there's always going to be a lag there. So the Mm -hmm. the best way to protect yourself really from a voice theft scam or um, a deep fake video is to uh, be mindful, you know, is, is the information that I'm consuming, you know, legitimate and, you know, really what's the source of this Mm -hmm. information? Where did it come from? Where did it originate? Um, Because you can't, Don't rely on the platforms around you to protect you from these these scams. Uh, You have to take some ownership for it as well.
0: Yeah, personal discernment, I think, is going to be the biggest thing, um, especially because a lot of people don't like to tag their things as, oh, this is AI, this is deepfake, because that's, you know, that's the whole point. They want you to fall for it. Um, So being able to pay attention and identify um, those situations, I think, is really important for, for us as we consume all of this media. Absolutely. So are there any, you know, techniques that we can use to spot and identify either deepfake videos or audio recordings? I know obviously you said with with voice theft scans, it's really easy to just hang up and then call that person back. Um, but are, are there certain ways to see if you're scrolling through social media and you see a video um, for us to tell that it's a deepfake?
1: There are some techniques and um, a lot of these technologies are, are, are emerging. I mean, we're kind of on the bleeding edge of this as a as a threat and something new that we're encountering. So um, the technologies, you know, they're, they're getting better, <laughs> Julia, but they're not um, they're not. It's, this isn't easy yet. Um, and um, it's a new frontier. But, yeah, there's some there are some really cool tools out there. Um, a company called Sentinel has a product called Deepfake. Which is designed to help identify, um, you know, the fake audio, fake video recordings. Um, Intel, they have a really cool product that's called Fake Catcher, um, and it does something re- that I thought I thought was really cool. It uses, um, it it tries to measure the light reflected off off of blood vessels as uh, that are in, in the video itself. It's looking for the level of light reflected off of uh, blood vessels, like in your eyes, and they they can they can use it to they get a pretty good response on whether the video was fake or not. So, but but wow. you know these are tools. Yes, but these are tools being used by like large organizations, and I think you're going to see you're going to see like social media giants integrating these tools into their platforms to try to stop or, or prevent uh, fake video and audio from being passed around. Uh, But for the for the average consumer, there's there's not a whole lot you can do right now unless Mm -hmm. you want to spend a bunch of money or get familiar with some of these these platforms. Um, There are some there are ways you can ensure audio or video recordings are legitimate, especially if you're the content producer. Uh, There's something called uh, digital watermarking where you, uh, you essentially do a digital signature on the file, verifying its authenticity.
0: Okay, okay.
1: But you know, that's, that's kind of getting into techie stuff that
0: you know, <laughs> not engineer, everyone's going to want to use. Yeah, yeah, you
1: know, your average, your average consumer or mom or grandma, you know, they're not going to get into double checking like digital watermarks on a file, right? So yeah, yeah. I think for the average consumer, um, you know, you can be mindful of where you heard something or where you watched it? And is that source reliable? Or, um you know, look, gosh, in, anyone can set up a, a Facebook group, right, and start mm-hmm. sharing videos on it. So, you know, maybe you go to those sites just for entertainment purposes, but you just in your mind, you need to quantify it and say, well, you know, this isn't like a well-known news organization that could be, you know, sued for defamation. They don't, do they have payroll and people that they need to kind of protect and be and be mindful of? So, uh, so the source is really important. Yes. Uh, but but if you're a company and you're looking to distribute audio or video, or if you want to uh, integrate with technology platforms that can identify deep fakes, yeah, yes, there are tools out there that you can use.
0: Okay. Awesome. And um, are there currently any laws or regulations existing around deepfakes? Um, and, and do they adequately address this issue?
1: So there there are some laws, and no, they don't really adequately <laughs> address the issue. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, so laws tend to be reactive in nature, right? There's a problem, and then we legislate on it, and we hopefully enact laws to protect us. Um, there is something called the National Defense Authorization Act, or... NDAA that's uh, recently um, been formed to to address deep fakes, but a lot of its provisions talk about um, kind of watching, you know, every five over the next five years to to keep an eye on this and to recommend policy updates, um, you know, to Congress. Uh, there are state laws being enacted to um, especially around unfortunate things like um, you know, non-consensual pornography or public safety threats. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's state level laws being enacted to try and discourage or prevent um, these type of abusive, um, you know, audio video recordings from being produced. Uh, but the laws really don't yet adequately address the issue, and I I know we will see over time as this is a newer emerging threat. The, the laws will will get better. But in the meantime, as consumers, we need to be mindful of, you know, what's emerging out there and be, be yeah. smart, be try to educate yourself on, um, you know, that this is a reality and that not everything I see or read <laughs> is
0: is necessarily legitimate. Right. And, you know, researching something before you sharing it is is always I feel like an important thing, but I know older generations, they see something and it's, you know, it looks like a news platform. And so they they click share when they read it. And, um, you know, we we have been finding that uh, the, you know, these news platforms, they they are not legitimate and they don't really have any social responsibility to be legitimate. Um, And so, you know, these either old articles that are maybe 10 years old are being recirculated as if they're new Or, you know, just incorrect information is being circulated. And so it's really important to to do your own research as well. Um, I I feel like you can't really trust everything that you read on the Internet anymore.
1: (laughs) You can't. And we you know, I think it's healthy to recognize. um, You know, when you're using a product like a social media site for free you really are the product right you are the Mm -hmm. product the the real client are the advertisers who are paying for that service so are there going to be a lot of protections for you probably probably not as many as 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 you would like and um a lot of these systems really rely on it's taking advantage of our natural emotions so you know deep fake video and audio it's it's going to be something it's going to be something outrageous or that upsets you and and the goal is to get you to reshare it and, you know, can you believe this? And it's going to, it's going to rile you up and, and, you know, get you upset. And, um, that's just part of that social engineering that bad actors are, they're taking advantage of that, that natural inclination as a, as a human being, you know, your empathy and, um, I can't believe what I'm reading. It's, that's being kind of hacked, if you will, yeah, when it comes to right. deepfakes. fakes, so be aware of it and try not to get get sucked in too far.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so as we wrap up, do you have any advice, you know, that you would give people to protect themselves from falling victim to these types of scams?
1: Yeah, be be aware, be aware of it. So awareness is is a key aspect of of this. Um, recognize, you know, where do you go for your news sources? So. Um if you're going to a news source that's been around for a long time and they they employ people and have do they care about their reputation? You know, those those organizations are gonna receive a lot of flack if they're resharing, you know, deep fake videos and and promoting them as as real news. So mm-hmm. those are the organizations that are going to be investing in tools to decipher whether an audio or video recording is legitimate or not. But if the source of the news or the data that you're consuming isn't from a well-known source, you know, it's just some uh, some online handle of somebody you that you've never met. And yeah, yeah. you don't you don't know you don't really know where they're located or who they truly are, that's where you become more suspicious, you know, and and it's one thing to to look at something for you know, a, a politician going on a rant, and maybe you're watching it for for comedic purposes. But before you you share it or or, or get sucked into the you know the, the 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 beauty of the video or how how real you think it is, um, you know, just just be careful. Uh, I will say there there are some techniques you can use to try and spot these um they're becoming less effective though as as the deepfakes become
0: more sophisticated
1: more sophisticated but you know historically you could tell the deepfake by you know inconsistencies with like the lighting or shadows in the video maybe maybe like the lip movements didn't align with the audio of the speech right it was kind of cheaply made
0: <laughs> yeah
1: um glitches or um
0: extra fingers <laughs>
1: Extra fingers would be a a red flag, but um, yeah, that's going to become harder as the technology does evolve and become more sophisticated. So Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, you can try to spot them with your natural eyes, if you will, but you know, be mindful of the source, uh, be mindful of motive, and um, you know, if, if something seems unrealistic you know do a do a separate search um to see if you know some sometimes you can just do a google search and you can say is blah 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 a deep fake and you'll find other articles that have authenticated that you know that recording or video is is not real
0: good yeah that that makes sense all of that advice uh, is very helpful. And, you know, I think moving forward, people definitely need to be aware of this, like, rising issue. Uh, so having the tools and the techniques to be able to discern is going to be increasingly important as as these become more and more popular.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And they will. They will. You know, it's it can be entertaining to see you know, your your grandmother singing uh, <laughs> some crazy rock song or something like the technology. <laughs> the technology is pretty cool, right? You can upload, yeah, you yeah. can train it, you can train the model with a brief audio recording of Julia and Jared talking about deep fakes and you can get it to, you know, create a new podcast where we're endorsing deep fakes. You know, maybe right. <laughs> maybe you find that it's neat technology, but yeah, it's... um. It's going to be misused, so awareness is key.
0: Absolutely. Well, well, this was a really great discussion. Thank you so much, Jared, for joining me today. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave everyone with?
1: No, it's been, it's been great chatting with you. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. And um, I think my, my parting advice would be just just be a little suspicious right mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a little bit of paranoia would would probably be ap- appropriate in the in this <laughs> this age of um of technology and information just double check your sources and don't always believe believe what you read online
0: absolutely thank you so much jared for joining and if you enjoyed today's episode please feel free to subscribe and leave any feedback in the comment section thanks everyone Thanks, everyone, and see you next time on Bits, Bytes, and Solutions.